welcome to the Apex Church Podcast. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to check out our website at www.apexchurch.org.uk and let us know you've been listening. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, good morning. I'm going to continue our sermon series this morning on words to live by with the thought that our words are not his words. So many times in our lives we have our words running our lives rather than his words. We're going to look at the Old Testament this morning because I like all the old stories in the first part of the Bible. I love a good story. And we're going to read from Exodus chapter 4 reading from verse 1. This is Moses. Moses is standing in front of a bush that is on fire, but is not burning, and he is talking to God. Reading from verse 1, Moses answered, What if they do not believe me or listen to me and say the Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, What is in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake. And he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took it, took the snake and then turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. What if is a great forward-looking question. I do a lot of what-ifing. Here's some what-ifs for you. What if we merge two churches together and Apex is born? What if we start a community cafe at Apex and we feed a hundred people a week and help out our local townsfolk? What if we start a kids club to reach out to our community, and 24 years later, we have over 300 children in attendance. What if, what if, what if? What if can also be a weapon that the enemy uses to keep us from doing the things that we know fine well in our spirit that God has called us to do? What if I come just as I am? Will God just accept me? What if I raise my hand and come to Christ? What will happen? What if I get baptized? Will people look at me differently? I am who he says I am. That is a faith statement. Because if we look with our eyes, we will see one million outcomes, none of which are applicable when God is in the mix. When you look back at the previous chapter in Exodus 3 and verse 11, Moses asks, who am I? He's questioning God's choice of speaker to go and command the Pharaoh of Egypt to let God's people go. God answers, I will be with you. He doesn't answer the question directly. He doesn't tell Moses who he is, but he says, it's okay, it's you plus me. When God looks at us, he always looks through the lens of us, including 
him. In verse 1 of chapter 4, when Moses asks, what if, he doesn't ask God, what if you can't do it? He doesn't doubt God at all. He doesn't ask, what if you run out of signs and wonders and plagues? No, no. Moses asks, what if they? Who are they? The other people who we consider in our lives to have influence persuasion, even fear of, people whose words we sometimes live our lives by. We sometimes allow what we think people will say or do in regards to us that determine our very actions. That's what Moses was doing. He was thinking about what if they. Who are the they in your life? Moses is afraid of the Israelites. He doubts the Israelites' response to him. He is doubting his ability to do what God has called him to do because he is listening to the voices in his head rather than the words of God. This was, however, God's plan for Moses before he was even born. He was set apart. In Jeremiah 1, verses 5, he says, We read, I know before I formed you in your mother's womb, before you were born, I set you apart. Could our very insecurities that we have maybe be the very thing that God has called us to do? We think that we are not equipped to do it. Moses ran from the staff when it changed into a snake. He didn't step back or lean or just try and get out of the way. The Bible says he ran. He turned. It takes a second to get up to speed. And by the time you've run, you've gone a fair distance. He didn't hang about. He was scared. But that staff was the very thing that was used by God to open up the Red Sea. When God calls us to do something, he's already seen everything about that calling at the moment that he's speaking to you about it. There is nothing God didn't see about you when he spoke to you. There is nothing God didn't know about you when he placed you where you are to do what he's called you to do. When we doubt our capacity to do what God has called us to do, it's not us we doubt, but it's the God who made us and placed us that we doubt. So we say, what if I can't do it? You know, God has made you how he wanted you to be. We are all unique and different with our very own set of flaws. If you don't know what your flaws are, ask your spouse. Ask your family. They'll give you a list. We're all born with flaws. It does not, and it does not have to, define us. To a young Christian couple, a baby was born named Stevland Hardaway Morris. Some name who was discovered to be blind shortly after birth. He was taken all over America to different churches and conferences to be prayed for and ha have hands laid on him for healing. Anointed with oil, faith-filled people would pray over him and lay hands on him. Up until about age nine, he went along with this. As one night he was hearing his mom in prayer, she was praying, please heal my son and weeping. He went to her that night and said, Mom, did you ever just think that God made me 
this way for a reason. And he has something for me to do, just the way I am. Stevland loved music so much that at age 11, he signed to the Motown label. He went on to be the only artist to have a top 100 billboard chart solo hit at age 13. He's sold over 100 million albums. He's been awarded 25 Grammys, been inducted into Rhythm and Blues Hall of Fame, the Songwriters Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's, he is named as a United Nations um, Messenger of peace. He has been awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. You may know him more as his stage name, Stevie Wonder. And he is not defined by his blindness. Stevie has written some incredible, incredible songs that the world is better for having him in it. You know, as we let go of ourselves and our floors and give it to God, he provides the outcome. God appears to Moses in a bush that did not burn. God says to Moses when asked, Who will I say that you are? God says, I am who I am. Our view of God needs to remember that he makes room for our mistakes and the floors inside of ourselves. Our view is too small, our vision too narrow. God has a higher perspective, a full picture of our lives. That's why he sent his son where he died on the cross for that very reason, us and for our sins. After that, he sent the helper, the Holy Spirit, to help us all the days of our lives. The great I am is bigger than your I'm nots. So many I am's. Here's just a few. I am strength. I am hope. I am peace. I am healing. I am joy. I am provision. I am the God who sees. We all have insecurities. You know the thought that occasionally comes up in my head is on a Friday. The thought is this. What if kids don't come to club? The answer is always the same. As God reminds me, Mega Kids Club is not mine. It belongs to him. Followed by, in my head anyway, very clearly, his words saying, now get on with it. The more important question is what if we didn't open Kids Club on a Friday and kids didn't hear about Jesus? That is a bigger question than my insecurities about whether kids will turn up or not. I have permission to tell you this. Our bodies are made up of chromosomes. In males, we have an X and a female have two X chromosomes. My wife, Jennifer, in her body, carries an altered, mutated gene of an X chromosome that she inherited from her father. The mutation of the gene is called Becker muscular dystrophy. 
It's a heart condition that stops the heart pumping blood to the muscles correctly, meaning the muscles are always weaker and never as strong as someone with a normal gene. As Jennifer has two chromosomes, her healthy gene compensates for the mutated one, and her muscles are not affected. It affects males as they only have an X. Here's the what if question. What if we have a baby and it's born with muscular dystrophy? What if the faulty gene is passed on to my child knowingly? This mutated gene can go directly to my child. If a male has the faulty X, that's it. There's no way around it. There's only one X. We have two boys, and they have one X chromosome in their DNA. They carry both mine and Jennifer's DNA. However, they both carry Jennifer's perfect second X chromosome. Neither Matthew or Nathan have the mutated gene. In our weakness, his strength is made perfect. There was nothing we could do but hand it over to God and pray. Don't hear me wrong. We were prepared for being a parent whatever the outcome of both of our children. And we had all the unconditional love that goes along with the gift of parenthood. We didn't allow the what if to determine our decision because God is bigger than our what ifs. The what if question can paralyze you. We may have never had children if we'd allowed that question to consume us. It is the question of doubt that the enemy uses to keep you doing precisely nothing. What if I do it and I fail? Moses ran from what he was afraid of. What if God is bigger than any of our what ifs? What if Moses, a self-proclaimed poor speaker, 40 years after murdering someone, hiding alone in the desert, what if God picks that guy? What if I have what it takes to do what God has called me to do? God is bigger than your scenario. Moses was hiding for 40 years. How long have you been hiding for? We are called to walk by faith and not by sight. Because the sight of a snake can make you run in the wrong direction. Reading from on verse 2 in chapter 4, it says, What is that in your hand? God has already put all the tools in your hand to complete your calling. Because it's not what's in your hand that is the answer, but it's what is in your hand plus God. Moses' staff was just a piece of wood. But when God used it, it opened an ocean. 
here are some words to live by. In Ephesians 2 verse 10, it says, We are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. God spoke the world into existence. God spoke, he said, God spoke. You can read it in Genesis chapter 1, the creation of the world. Yet, when he made us though, he rolled up his sleeves and he bent down in the dirt and he made us by hand. You are not mass produced. You are one of a kind. There's only you. I hope I've encouraged you today. You have the what if in a good way inside of you. Don't allow the what if of the future to stop you because he holds the future. Don't allow anything to hold you back. Give God the what if and he will show you what is already in your hand. When God takes a hold of your what if he gives you the what is because in your weakness his strength is made perfect lord i pray this morning that people all over the place that they have heard this message and they will release their what if into your hands Lord, that they will hear you speaking back to them the very words, I am who you say I am. Remind your people that they have everything on the inside to complete this life, to run it well, to do all that they ha you have chosen them to do with your help. Your power is enough. Help us not to run away from what scares us. And remember your words and live by them. I want to ask you this morning, maybe you've always thought, I am not good enough. Well, I'll let you into a secret. None of us are. That's why Jesus came to die on the cross for us. You've been asking the question for far too long. What if? Well, today is that day to walk into everything God has called you to be since the beginning of time. Today is the day I'm going to ask you to put on the chat and say, today I've decided to follow Jesus. Receive him today.